When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gentlemen, we are back for a new week of PHLY Union Podcasts. We have some fun stuff to talk about. The Sullivan brothers, can they take over the MLS? We have some moves around the league, preseason underway. Champions Cup is this month as well. Welcome on in. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, JP Sapata. Join as always with the lovely Renee Washington. Renee, <laughs> it's a new week. We're getting closer. You could taste Union soccer coming in. How are we feeling today? Listen, we are two weeks away, guys. Two weeks away from the CONCACAF Champions Cup getting started against Deportiva Saprisa. We are just a little over two weeks away from the opener for the MLS. Exciting We've times. got games. It's very exciting times. Uh, I, I'm ex- I'm thrilled. It's, it's, we are weeks away. Soccer's finally going to get played. We're mm-hmm. finally going to get to see what the team looks like officially in person. Dan, welcome in. Nice to What's have up, you Dan? here in the chat. Let's go is right what do we say happy to have you here everybody hit that thumbs up button join the conversation uh and then about these the super mario brothers that we have here i'm excited <laughs> about mario and luigi we got our mario we got our <laughs> luigi here it uh, it's a good time because i just finished watching the, the the mario super mario movie so you just watched it for the first time i did well now netflix netflix has been coming up what big these think? days i thought it was really good i thought it was a good tie because that was probably the first video game i played my mom might have to correct me on that but uh, it's very special, obviously, for all the kids who grew up with, with the Mario, and I thought it was very well done. Um, and I'm now I'm hoping that the Sullivan brothers can follow up with that uh, with that same Mac. But no, it was it was a really good, cute movie. So I saw that movie in theater with my family. Nice. I know, Even and I don't go to the movie theaters that much, but my nephew is a huge Mario fan, which in itself I love <laughs> because it's like we're paying it forward. Um, and I enjoyed it just as much as I feel like most kids did because they did such a good job connecting the video game to the movie exactly. and like it made i was wondering how do you make a video game into a movie without it losing the whole concept but i liked it and now like i'm thinking of the sullivan brothers as our very own mario and luigi we might have to make that graphic there we might have to photoshop that i know I, we might yeah let's, let's and not and i know we have a lot of og union fans not to confuse mario balotelli i know there's some people who <laughs> hope that that does happen as he's now out of setia but now we're talking about 
the video game slash movie. So <laughs> yes, yeah, oh yeah, clearly. Uh, but it is it is really cool to to think of uh, brother <laughs> siblings getting a chance to play at the highest level together. I it's always fun. love those storylines when we see athletes that are professionals that to have a family have the ability to not make one but two and sometimes more than two you know superstar talents yeah it's phenomenal it's phenomenal unfortunately so to see, this, this city doesn't always get the best sibling but hey hopefully we got we got both now we got two good siblings for now <laughs> for now but for right. now we can at least talk about it yes. because we're, just, we're focusing on the now we're not focusing on what that's might right. possibly happen in the next two years that's right guys so if you guys haven't seen obviously uh the boys were back in the philly area for for a couple days which was cool to see we saw them at barcelona i don't know how if you're a fan Mm -hmm. but i love me the barcelona wine bar down Mm -hmm. in Junk, supporting our local uh, businesses here but they were chilling there having a little dinner and then they returned back to clearwater but the big one was caven sullivan if you guys aren't aware it is the younger brother of quinn a lot of hype surrounding the u the u.s youth player but he's down in Clearwater with Union 2. Um, a lot of speculation even before this moment if Kaven would even possibly by chance get brought up by the senior team mm-hmm. because of just the, the the talent that you've seen from him in short glimpses. But this is a little bit of an indication in everyone's minds are going to start wondering now how close he is. Uh, I, I personally, Brene, I, I just, he's a little young. I mean, it's a 14-year-old kid. I mean, this is not very, I mean, this isn't, you know, Freddie Adu was like over 15 years ago. Like that doesn't really happen no. too often anymore. And it's it, it's it's just interesting if this would actually happen this year. It it does feel like this could be the time. Um, listen, with him down at preseason as well, uh, with with them, uh, great to see Kaven and Quinn again. You know, this this has been exciting. Kaven's been getting a lot of attention from a number of different clubs. Yes. That's, that's the biggest thing is it's not just the union that are hoping he's going to make that next step. And possibly this could be a chance for him to be one of the youngest players across the world um, that are playing professionally. But he's already been linked to clubs all over mm-hmm. in Germany, in France, in Spain, in, in England. Um Pep Guardiola, Guardiola has been been someone that's been going off to that's Man crazy. City. I that's mean, crazy. that's insane. It's insane <laughs> to think about. And he's he's a child. He's 14 years old. I, I was talking to Tyler about it, uh, producer Tyler Zuli, for the show. <laughs> the wave into the abyss is hilarious. And I was like, technically, I could be his mom. I'd be a very young mom. I'd be clearly a... We'd be like... Because you could be his dad. Yeah. Like, we're young. That's crazy to think about. He's young yeah. enough that we could technically be... Super cool young parents, but still, nonetheless, could don't have. Don't forget that. <laughs> don't forget that super cool young part. Technically, <laughs> could be his parent. Like I cannot wrap my head around that. And he's, but he's he's this. Listen, the thought process is because he's only fourteen, that there there's going to be time for him to not only mature but to become a whole teenager. Yeah. Um, get a little bit older, and that by like sixteen, he might be inking a, a contract. In Europe. So the union have time for now, at least, to try to lock him in. Quinn is such a huge selling point. I know we talked about on the show before. Quinn is such a huge selling point to be able to keep Kaven here because it's a chance to play with your big brother, familiarity, family, and also to have someone like you want to have somebody that can be that role model and help you ease into the pro-life. What better person than big brother Quinn? So I'm hoping that that's going to be enough but I don't think it will be, especially as other clubs, Arsenal, Real Madrid, 
you know, Man City, as other clubs are continuing to um, look at him over the years, that I don't know he's going to be able to stay. So, but it's okay because for now yeah. we're just going to focus on the fact he's he's down in Clearwater. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so Dan brings up a good comment here. If you bring Caven up and you play him even a little, it will only jack up his transfer point. market rate. And That's so, like, point. Renee, I do think it's extremely important that the union handle the situation the right way. And and, it, and that can mean a, a couple of different things. Like, if he does stay here, obviously make managing his development when knowing when to bring him up to the senior team and when not to bring mm -hmm. him up to the senior team. And in turn, obviously, you mentioned it. I mean, when Pep Guardiola is talking about you, I mean, it's hard not to be like, wow, Pep and City is talking yeah. about me. All right. So it's important for the union to manage him, be a mentor. And if if there is an offer that is legitimate that you mm -hmm. just can't refuse, then you're doing it in in the right way for Kevin Sullivan as well. Yeah. So it's going to be important the way the union do manage this, but it's also important too, because Renee, we talked about in previous episodes, this Academy does kind of feel like in a standstill in some way, because since Brandon and Mark, you know, you still, you got Jack who's improving, Nate who's improving Quinn, but not taking the helm mm -hmm. and grabbing the eyes and the attention of European clubs like Brandon and Mark did in those days. So this is an important time here with this player, this young player and Kevin Sullivan. This is, Essentially, right now, this is the academy, I would say. This is it. This is it. And just to confirm, because I, I misspoke on Arsenal, but uh, there's a number of clubs that are definitely interested. Some of the front runners: PSG, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Dortmund. There's been a lot of names that have come through. Very it's impressive. Elite ones. These are the names that you grew up playing as on FIFA. Okay. <laughs> and now you have a chance to play on in real life. So it's definitely wild to think about at just 14 years old, the amount of attention that he's generating. And Dan, that is a really good point you mentioned about his his stock. But I don't know how much you can hide him. I mean, with the U.S. youth national team, with the U15 team, he had a chance um, to, to already like his name is going to be on the map. So in general, just recently with the U.S. youth national te national team, they went on to win the uh, 2023 CONCACAF under 15 championships. He also won the golden ball. Like, regardless if he gets called up and gets to play up with the U.S., let's say the U-17 or U-23 mm -hmm. national team or gets to play with the first team for the union, he's already going to be a name. I know Jim Curtin is saying he definitely has the ability to become a household name in the, among the world's best. Like, he already is going to make a name for himself because he's going to be scoring goals and killing it with the U-15 team and have people like, wait a minute, I think he's... I think he's in a in a on a team where he doesn't have much competition or he's going to be getting called up. So I don't know how much you can hide a talent like that, because at some point his talent is going to shine through and you're going to see him dominating. And it's going to be obvious he's he's overmatched. And I mean, I guess that's the right term. He's way better than everybody else. Yeah. OK, so to see all the things he's doing already and know he's right in our backyard. He's not the first that's been right in our backyard. Christian Pulisic. Um Brennan Aronson, uh, but definitely more Christian Pulisic. So I feel like right now, if I'm the union, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to hide him or just try to show him we're going to, like, not use him, mm -hmm. but we're going to give you a great first experience into the pros. We want to get you those first team reps. We know you've got other clubs interested, but we're going to make this. You're not going to be able to keep him. If, he's really, right. if he reaches the ceiling of what his talent is showcasing so far, He's not staying with the union. Yeah. So why not use him as much as you can, if that makes sense? Like, I don't know. I don't know what they should do. 
It, it, no, Renee, it's an interesting situation because in, in reality, we've never really been in this type of situation. Good point. Like we've had players who have been through this academy and as time went on, they have improved thoroughly. Like you've seen, like we mentioned with Brennan and Mark, but a kid who the moment he arrived at this academy, you saw the hype. Mm-hmm. And ever, every single year, he just continues to improve. And like his skill level is at like an 18 year old kid, probably. Yeah. But he's 14. So that's what the tricky part is about. Every bit of 14. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I think for the union, you I don't I don't think you kind of you put I don't think you put the training wheels on this one. I don't I think it's a unique situation where I think that you, because you know what the talent is, you you have to move with what the talent level is. So if if you feel as if. He is better than what MLS Next Pro uh, quality is. I you have to bring him up. You have to. I, I genuinely believe you have to bring him up. I know he's fourteen, and I I know that that's really young. But I think that you you're gonna have to bring him up. And the thing is too, like these kids, when they are or yeah, I guess these kids when they're with the union with with the senior team, they could still play for the union two team. I think a two way player like that early on because he's obviously not gonna get those consistent minutes. So being able to play a little bit with Union 2, getting those consistent minutes, that's going to be the crucial part. That's that's always the crucial part, too. And that's why you don't want to sell them off possibly a little too early to Europe because consistent minutes is big. That's what we talked mm-hmm. about Pax and Ayrton as well. I think on the other side, something else to keep in mind. I know, uh, Dan, you're mentioning if we, if we try to hide him, there's a chance he never plays for the Union senior squad. So I think even bigger than that, if if Kevin Sullivan is, is really this good, mm-hmm. that he has the potential to go play – internationally with a club like PSG or Real Madrid and the union are keeping him on union two and he's not playing with union one, then what happens when he realizes I'm undervalued? You know, there, there does come a point where athletes feel as though I am not in a best spot for my talent to shine and, and prevail and take that next step. I'm getting Mm -hmm. held back and they don't value me as a talent. They're putting other players ahead of me, regardless how old they are. They're putting other players ahead of me that I'm I'm more talented than. I'm going to go somewhere else where I can thrive and I can be in a, in a team that I can be able to take that next step in my career. So you can't hide him in the sense if he's deserving and, and gets to that point where he needs to be on Union 1 for as talented Union 2 is, he's gonna he's that's going to actually push him out the door more. It's kind of like you're trying to hold back a caged bird. Yeah. Like let him fly. If he's good enough to, to play in the MLS in a year – he should be playing in the MLS, even if he's only with the union for that one year. And then another club offers him something and, and he's and he's out the door. But you can't hold him back because now it's going to leave a sour taste, a bad relationship, a bad experience, because realistically, he's going to know, OK, I'm, I'm with Union 2, for example, or whatever team he's on. And I'm dominating. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting challenged. I'm not getting better. I'm going to go somewhere where I can get better. So I personally think. At the end of the day, if his talents are what we are expecting and what everyone's talking about, get him now, whether it's preseason, getting him some time with the first team or um, just throughout the course of the season. Like elite, you want to keep him excited and yeah. eager about the union. Mm-hmm. And even if it's as simple as getting some minutes and practice, you know, some practices here and there, getting a couple times you get to be rostered with the union senior squad. And now he's starting to get that taste that, OK, this team wants what's best for me. And they're going to give me opportunities. And so this is a place I can grow as a boy, as a, as a talent to become whatever that next level is, because you're not keeping him for, for 10 years. It's not practical. So instead make this a great experience for everyone. 
make sure he's getting challenged and playing at the level he deserves to play at. So yeah. I know, uh, Jose, you're saying folks are telling you that he's been incredible with the union too. That's all we hear. Yeah. I mean, just like you, Jose, we've all heard that. That's all we keep hearing is that this is a generational talent. This is a Captain America situation where he can be the next big name in the world, not just in the with the union or in the MLS, in the world. And if Kevin Sullivan is really that good, you want him to have a positive experience with the union that he can look back on. Let's say he's winning World Cups in 2026 or whatever. <laughs> you want him to be able to look back and be like, thank thank you, Philadelphia Union, for yeah. helping me take that step in my career versus it being like, oh, the union never valued me and I had to get out because I outgrew them. Yeah. And he's going to outgrow the union. But let it be on a positive note versus like they were trying to hold me back. Yeah. That and, makes sense. and as we all know, we're trying to create more Cave Sullivan's for the future right. there. So Bingo. This, is, this is another key piece, another key seed for this youth academy, being mm. able to develop Good a big point. talent there. And no, you, re you bring up a lot of good points and like, let's, let's all remember this. This is Philadelphia. So anything is possible technically with this sports anything. town. But like, I, even like I look at like the situation with his brother, like he's been here with the senior team for like this going in his third season. And Renee, yeah. we still haven't found his position, like his position in the system. Like I, I think I, I could tell you that by Washington play, I feel like he's the most comfortable as a winger. But yeah. in this system, we haven't really found his per se fit. So that, that that's something to keep in mind, like different things like that. That could, like you mentioned, deter a kid away as far as his focus goes and his excitement goes as well. But I think the sky's the limit for Caven. And I think that for the union, this is going to be an important piece for us going forward, helping mm -hmm. develop young kids. But I'm excited. I want to watch him firsthand. You know, it's always funny, too, when you see, like, you know, I remember when Brendan first came up, like watching, like, a little kid out there amongst little men, like a little, little sword person out there. So... I'm excited to see Kevin. In the NWSL, there are players that are 15 years yeah. old. On the on the US Didn't Rose women's come up as 15, Rose Lavelle. She was, oh, I don't know the exact age she really was. Young. Yeah, but she, she was, was very young. But I know too. like there's Chloe Ricketts, and I know like there's different names that now their youngest players are 15. It's crazy. Like it's possible to be a professional athlete and be 15. So the union forget academy union too if he's 14 15 years old and he's good enough he should be playing with the union freddie Adu. i know we talk about how long ago that was but there are plenty of professional athletes that are 14 15 years old the union just and the mls in general don't be afraid to pull the plug like if yeah. you feel like this player is good enough make it happen and even if he's on the brink of it make it happen we're not talking about just moving up because his brother plays with the union or because he knows someone no, he's talented enough to be able to play. Guys. Yeah, to be able to play at that level. So there's there's tons of names. Like I, again, I know for a fact this past season alone for the NWSL they had four four or five different names. Alyssa Tom uh, Thomas. They had different names. Thompson, excuse me. They had different names that Alyssa Thomas plays in the WNBA. Casey, um, is that a name? Casey Fair. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That name actually sounds familiar too. But you have you Appreciate have. That, Someone like Alyssa, now her younger sister, who just inked a contract, like get those younger talents in because if they're good enough, having them play in high school, even college and dominating and not being able to, to play um, at a level that challenges them is only going to slow them down. So I do think if you have the opportunity to bring a, a young player up, go for it. Mm -hmm. But then also, as you mentioned, you're setting the precedent for future talents that, hey, this is the spot. We're going to foster your talents. We're going to get you better. We're going to get you opportunities to play for professionally. Um, I do want to say hello to Will in the chat. Dominic as well. What's Welcome up, guys? in. Nice to have you here. 
Um, I know Jose saying to be fair, if the union can't seal the deal with Vasquez, they have zero hope they can get <laughs> having. Uh, yeah, that's also an issue too. What you these players are paying attention. They're paying attention to what's going on in terms of rosters and contracts and signings and what you're paying. Just like we're paying attention to it. So yeah. they're keeping notice in that sense of what are other guys getting. And it's comps, yeah. right? You're now you're comparing what you deserve to what you see others getting to make sure it makes sense for what you want. Imagine so. yourself at 15, a professional athlete, no matter what sport it is. That's insane. An, you're like maturing insane. years just off of one See, I like that. that's what I'm like. When I look at even my own career, there's there's so much forget just physically the difference at 15 versus like even 18, but the mental maturity level you really have to be someone that's been from a young age introduced to older experiences. Like ca having older brothers for Kevin, I'm sure he did have that opportunity, which helps in itself that you're always playing up. You're yeah. always playing older. So now you are maturity wise on that same level as older players, because that in, in itself is such a huge difference. Yeah, we talked about that with Jack McGlynn huge as well. Difference. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. it it's definitely uh, a lot that you have to, keep in mind like physically can they keep up mentally can they keep up even with the rigor of being a professional athlete and the lifestyle and all that you're just the different experiences you're traveling where i think that's a big reason why they don't want him to go internationally until he's a little bit older that's playing a in a different culture and in a different country at 14 15 that's tough yeah. but a lot but there are plenty of people that do it let's not yeah. let's you know we've seen plenty of names over the years we can only hope that we can keep cave and sullivan in philadelphia <laughs> and another thing that we can hope on is that for you guys to check out our sponsor here today bagels and co ladies and gentlemen bagels and co have brooklyn style bagels but it is made with that philly love ladies and gentlemen huge bagels they are some of the biggest bagels that you can see you can see in philadelphia with a large variety of different selections of bagels, 15 to 20 types daily, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check that out, as well as their large selection of cream cheeses, 30 different types. And, hey, they even have special cream cheeses for special events. I, I, you know, we would like to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl this week, but they have different cream cheeses for the Eagles, the Sixers, Flyers. Hopefully we can get one for the Union as well. That blue and gold will definitely look great on a bagel, and it's affordable, which is most important as well. Great quality of bagels. They're huge, but also affordable. You can't find that here in today's day and age, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Bagels & Co. have you covered there. And, of course, right now, ladies and gentlemen, find your local Bagels & Co. spot. www.thebagelsandco.com slash source locator to find your closest Bagels & Co. Let them know PHLY sent you. Thank you to our sponsor today at Bagels & Co. Yes, and I see in the chat, uh, Dan's talking about Casey Fair. I knew I recognized the name. I couldn't put the name to the face, but she did play with South Korea. Uh, cool. She became the youngest woman to play in the in the World Cup with South Korea, I believe is what oh, I saw. Okay. Um, and That's I cool. remember, if I rem remember correctly, but she did. All, she now also plays in the NWSL with Angel City, Alyssa Thompson, and her sister Giselle does as well. Like a lot of youth is happening. So a lot of youth changes are happening. going on. And when you're making changes, you need people you can trust to help protect Amen. you, support you, empower you, educate you. And you know who does a good job of that on the house buying front? That's Mortgage CS. Now over at Mortgage CS, which stands for Co Mortgage Concierge Service, they do a good job of really connecting with you. They're available 24-7, always accessible to answer any questions you have, talk to you about anything, whether it's asking questions around the Philadelphia Union because they're two weeks away from their first official game in the Conga Cap Champions Cup, or maybe they want to talk to you about house buying and what you can do to financially prepare 
Mortgage GS is always there for you and does a tremendous job of bridging the gap, trying to alleviate a lot of the stress of buying a house. Now, they're so personable. Their CEO, Ben, even gives you their, his phone number so you can reach out any time of day, any day for that matter, via call, text. You can reach out at 267-391-7425. Ben is always available to chat with you and encourages you to feel comfortable reaching out because you can also reach out through email, ben at mortgagecs.com. Again, morning, evening, night, whatever time to talk Philly sports, to talk mortgage, house hunting. And at Mortgage CS, they want to make sure that when you hear the word mortgage, you think of Ben and Alec, you think of Mortgage CS. They're licensed coast to coast, helping families all over the country, making sure that they can find great rates. They help their clients obtain ultra competitive rates. They compare rates between multiple lenders and do their best to find you a deal that makes the most sense for you and your family. And their top priority is, of course, your financial picture, not their bottom line. So over at Mortgage GS, you can get started today at MortgageGS.com slash P-H-L-Y. And this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. And you can visit MortgageCS.com for more information. Absolutely. Awesome stuff. All right. So let's move forward here. Let's talk about this roster. Obviously, we have two weeks before we get Wild. into some union soccer. So Renee and I, Renee, Tyler and I decided that let's start looking at this roster. It's an important one, an important year here. Um, so today, what we're going to look at, we're going to start by looking at the goalkeepers and the defenders of our Philadelphia Union here. Uh, so, of course, with our goalkeepers, let's start off, of course, as we all know, I don't need to give much of an introduction, but <laughs> the brick himself, Andre Blake, is back again for another year in between the pipes here for the Philadelphia Union. Uh, of course, the Union did just sign, uh, we, we talked about it last week, uh, Oliver Sem Semeli? Semla. Semla. Oliver Semla. We're, gonna, we're getting Zemla. Zemla. It's good <laughs> that you remember that. I like that. I know. That's one that I actually still remember like very vividly, but the only thing that helped me is his, his name's uh, spelled an S, but it's pronounced like with a Z. Zemla. Zemla. There you go. Oliver Zemla. Oliver Zemla. And then, of <laughs> course, Holden Trent is back. Uh, didn't see a lot of Holden Trent. Now, Ray, with this position, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Obviously, Andre Blake is the best goalkeeper in the MLS. We can argue in MLS history another day. Mm -hmm. um, he has been the one consistent of this team since Jim has been there. When you look at this position, you know what it is with Andre, but it's always like, okay, what does it look like after? What yeah, does the future hold with this position? About. And obviously last year it was about the backup role. There was a lot of angst amongst the fan base with Joe Bendick when he had to, you know, fill in for Andre Blake when he was out, whether it was injury or whether it was international break. Mm -hmm. And now it looks like Oliver Zemla, it may take that role. I, I wouldn't say that's cemented because I, I still think that there's something in Holden Trent, but Zemla's experience alone, it grants him the uh, the edge right now as the backup goalkeeper right. behind Andre Blake. But it's an important position because we talked about it last week. There's there's a lot of CONCACAF competitions. There's the Copa America as well this year. Oof. And so it's important that you have that backup role here. It, it's, it's, it's vital. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. I know we, ironically, right before Oliver got uh, picked up by the union, we're talking about, wait a minute, with all this conversation we had had, at that point it was still Ali Bedoya was still a question mark. Right. We were talking a lot about if they were going to add into the attack. And many of us 
kind of forgot about talking goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, the union still need more in their attack and they still do. Um, <laughs> but that's not when I actually look at it, the biggest priority was a goalkeeper. Yeah, because it doesn't matter how great your team is. If you don't have a goalkeeper, the, the goal is like your foundation of your house. If your house is built on us on a solid foundation, you're great. If your house is built on quicksand, not so great. And so knowing Andre Blake is getting older Going to miss games, he's human. He's not going to be able to play every single game, every single minute. And not to mention, as you mentioned, the international schedule with Jamaica is going to naturally cause for some conflicts. Then what? This is a team that has playoff, you know, expectations, hoping to be able to get further in the playoffs, hoping to be able to get back to the MLS Cup, all these high expectations. But it starts in net. So the signing of Oliver Zemla gives me some hope because, of course, as we've been talking through, and I know we'll do a specific breakdown of the different goalies. Holden Trent doesn't give you a lot of, ex- you know, you don't, just uh, don't know. You just don't know. You just don't know. Andrew Rick, uh, Fran- Francesco right. Montali, you know, there's just none of these names we were sold on. I know we talked about uh, Matt Freeze and different names um, that have come over through the years, even a Joe Bendick, good or bad, you at least had a chance to kind of figure out who who fits and who doesn't fit it felt like with goalie we haven't had that chance to do that outside of we know andre is is the goat we all love andre but then what so i was i'm happy that oliver's been signed i'm excited to see what oliver does i know so far in the preseason scrimmages of course there's a couple more coming up for the union so far they've had a chance to get other goalies minutes which has hopefully given them a chance to see what that depth chart looks like. But as you mentioned, we know who's sitting at the top. It's without a doubt, Andre Blake, no questions, no ifs, ands, or buts are about it. Martian Lynch, what's up, buddy? Nice to have you here. What's going on? I appreciate that, man. Help easy. That's going on, man. (laughs) How you doing? I I love this comment section. It's funny because Will's going, uh, Caven's next Freddie do, and then Dan goes right away. Let's hope not. (laughs) Yeah, let's hope (laughs) not. That made me chuckle because I'm like, yes. And then then you have like the comments of, Tyler Zuli is a generational talent behind the wheels of the show and LPZ. You guys are right. It's all about, it's all about them. Y'all are the ones that are rolling this thing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And Um, I, I guess like, I mean, if we can be any type of critical with Andre Blake, Look, the amount of matches is something we constantly kept talking about. And I wonder how much, in fact, it did affect Andre because, like, you're relying on him for almost every single match as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a lot, there was a couple goals at the end. And Renee, we we Uh, talked about after the Inter Miami match when the fact that there was, (laughs) there there was like goals even in that match where, like, you're like, that's not Andre. Andre Mm. would never let Mm. that happen. And so, uh, it's important to, I I would guess I would just say, elevate, elevate, if you uh, take some pressure, I'll say, take some pressure yes, off alleviate. Andre. Alleviate, sorry. Fine, I got you. I'm here. Words, words. <laughs> Thanks. Thank, thank you to Renee. But uh, it's important to hat. take some pressure off of Andre Blake be, for those for that reason in particular yeah. there and at the end of the season. So it, it, just watching just the team in general through all these matches you're going to have again this year, that's something I'm just going to keep an eye out for. If we're going to be critical of Andre or something, it's some of those goals that he did allow at the end of last year. So, and that's a really good point, JP, because when you think about inner Miami, especially, but there were, as you mentioned, other goals, goalkeepers have the expectation of making all the saves they're supposed to plus one superstar, incredible save. That's what every goalkeeper coach that I've ever talked to has mentioned. And so with Andre to see him at times get snuck near post or a <laughs> shot from distance that bounces a couple of times that catches him off guard kind of was very, it was very uncharacteristic of Andre Blake and kind of was worrisome because it's like, wait a minute now, 
What's what's happening with Andre that he's giving up these goals that he's just not ready for? He's out of position. His footing's not right. And that's not the Andre Blake that we know. But as you mentioned on the reverse side, there's a couple factors. There's a lot of games you're logging. You're also just getting older. I mean, Andre Blake drafted, that was back in 2014. 2014. Uh, he's in his in his early 30s. He's at 33 years old. He's logged a lot of minutes in the MLS as well as internationally. So you're just getting that physical fatigue. And then even the pressure, as we talked about this year, the union gave up much you know, more goals that we've seen in the past. And with that also comes a natural wear and tear on your body because every time the ball is hitting the back of the net and, and you, you're getting scored on as a goalie, as much as we know, it's not just on goalies. It has to go to the whole team. It takes the whole team to lose all the cliches. It still hurts for a goalie to give up goals. And yeah. for this past season for Andre Blake, you know, to see the amount of, and I'm trying to find the exact total numbers that was, that were given up. Uh, that that's in itself is something that can be a frustrating point that crap. I'm not playing like myself. I feel like I'm letting my team down. I'm struggling a little bit more and I would love to see him have time to maybe rest and take some of that pressure okay. off him. As you talk about, like taking some of that pressure off of him because in 2023 in the, in the MLS specific regular season games given up, uh, that he played, excuse me, to give up and have a 72 save percentage, I should say, which is a dip for him. It's not a huge dip, but it is a dip for him. He had, you know, a 79 save percentage just the year prior. And so overall, we just are naturally seeing the regression for him because there's more pressure. There's more, more on the back line. There's more on him as a result. And Andre Blake deserves, just like everybody else, to have that backup option where it's not all on him. But it would be nice in general, like, I don't want to go full like NHL, but like, you know, I see in Europe and it, we're not there yet with these European teams either, but like yeah. these big European teams who have multiple different competitions, they have different goalkeepers that they can kind of rely on to kind of mm -hmm. interchange and have a little bit of a rotation. I'm not saying like having, you know, holding Trent one match, Andre Blake the next match, but it would be nice like every third or fourth match with the congested schedule you're going to see this year having a backup that you can rely on yeah. for a spot start right there. And the union, honestly, since Matt Freeze haven't had that, and even when Matt Freeze was here, he really didn't rely on that either. And it would just be yep. nice because I feel like, you know, there are matches where, you know, Andre may see like five or six shots because the union defense is just that style and, you know, the attack of the other team may not be on sure. their game. But it, it just would be nice to have Andre fully refreshed and relaxed, you know, not having not playing the last match and, going 100% in the next match is something we haven't really been able to enjoy with Andre here. No, that's a really good point. It definitely is. Like you mentioned, you don't need that like goalkeeper one and, and one a and one B where they're fully just sharing and splitting time because that's not, that's not something right. that you see at the professional level and, and even need, but you would like to get it to a point where there's more of an opportunity for Andre Blake. Every once in a while, you look, you've played a lot. You've been working hard. You've, we see you, and we're going to give you a break. And yeah. we're going to let, you know, this game, you're not going to play in this game. You know, whoever the, the other goalie is, is going to get the start instead. So uh, I'm I'm all for that. You know, the, the fact that they gave up 41 goals this past season in the regular season, I'm not talking about all games. Right. I'm not calculating all that right now. Um, a lot of goals are given up. Not all those were against Andre Blake, but Andre definitely needs, this is the time. Again, 33 years old, has played a lot of matches. This is a time to start to prepare for also who he's going to be passing the torch off to whenever his, his retiring time comes. It, should, it shouldn't be soon, knock on wood. But at some <laughs> point, father time is going to start to slow him down. Always happens. And naturally, we're going to need to start to prepare for life 
after? Who's that next goalkeeper? So hopefully Oliver can be that guy. So on the depth chart in terms of goalkeepers, are you putting Oliver number two behind Andre? I would, I would say so because of just simply because of experience. Holden just does not have enough professional yeah. experience. College does not count in my opinion. <laughs> but we, that is something that we're going to so, – so I guess when we're at the end of the season and we're looking at back at the season, Renee, when I'm looking at this position, I want to know, did we find ourselves a second goalkeeper? Yeah. And so we'll see if we can answer that at the end of this season. Again, Oliver Zemla was the best goalkeeper in the USL. Right. Uh, He did have a tremendous season. Um, He's 25. He's at a great point in his career. As we talked about when he, when the, when the news happened that they signed, that the union signed him at six, three, two, a one. He has proven himself with the USL. He has had a number of clean sheets. Uh, I think it was 11 or 12. If I find it in a quick moment, um, but oh, oh, 13, I was close. 13 shutouts that he had in the USL with Louisville, as well as uh, 72 saves in 34 appearances and set a record for the most clean sheets earned as a rookie. So any goalie that's setting records in their rookie year and getting clean sheets, especially last year, Andre Blake's clean sheet number from, the, from 2022 to 2023 dropped in yeah. half nearly um in the regular season i'm talking about so it's hard to keep a clean sheet it's hard to keep that consistency it's hard to keep your save percentage up especially year after year and i'd love to see andre's clean sheets save percentage get moved back in the right direction so hopefully oliver zemla can step in a couple games and be able to help manage the workload yeah so number two and then i would definitely put hold in number three after that and at this point um it's pretty much it, but uh, for <laughs> Union too. Yeah, for, so for with, the rest of Andrew and Francesco, you know, it's they're just four we'll and five. See, yeah, we'll it's see. Side by side, we'll see their development. Yeah. Union too, and we can get to talk about them at the end of the season. But exactly, you know, we can criticize these guys, right? But if they don't get the help in front of them with that back line, it's not going to matter. So let's talk about these backliners here. So uh, obviously, Jamir Berdicio, we don't really have per se his position. Um, he's still listed as a defender, and mm-hmm. what we've seen in preseason, he seems to be a defender. We have um, uh, Aloithu Makahanya, we have Isaiah LaFleur, uh, Jack Elliott, Nate Harriel, Jakob Glazes, Kai Wagner, Olivier Baizo, Matt Rial, and Damian Lowe. Uh, this has been a unit, another one that has. Just been consistently well. I mean, two years ago, we had three of the four finalists for MLS Defender of the Year. Insane. And then, you know, you're talking about Andre's numbers, but Renee, in general, like it felt like the star players of this team, this strong union of this team, all their numbers have declined in 23 compared to what it was in 22. And a lot of the goals that you did mention, a lot of it had to do as well with just just the team defense. I I don't even blame it too much on Andre, but just team defense in general. Um, obviously Kai back is, is big in, in, on the, on the pitch because obviously what he was able to do on the pitch, uh, for the past couple years, it, 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 you bring back, uh, Jakob, you bring back, uh, Jack, but more importantly, Nate Harriel takes another year, another step. He took a mm-hmm. big step last year. The expectation is he's going to take over that starting job this year. And so this back, this back line, I don't see many weaknesses whatsoever in it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so there's a couple things here and actually it's wild when you think about it because for the regular season, again, I'm not looking at the entire I'm not looking at League's Cup mm-hmm. or CONCACAF or playoffs. The Union were uh top 10 in goals against. They actually had the the best and the lowest number of goals against finishing in the top 10 
and then top 10 in goals for. So as much as we even criticize, and I know we'll get to the attack, but as much as we even talk about them taking a, reg- a step back and having a regression defensively, they still had a better goals against to goals uh, for breakdown than two-thirds of the league. You know, this is a team that defensively gave up the few, one of the, you know, the fewest numbers of goals despite having a, what feels like a defensively mm-hmm. um, rough season at times. It's just the timing of the goals and how the goals happen is where the definitely when you take a look at that, where you're not happy with the types of goals that they gave up. But again, overall, the union defensively, still one of the best units in the league sure. in terms of goals against and, and, sh- and even shutouts. So for that sake, we sometimes may be so close to covering them and get lost in the sauce, so to speak, that we're, we're forgetting <laughs> the fact that, okay, this, this, this is still one of the best teams defensively. And as you mentioned, having three players that finish as finalists for defensive player of the year speaks volumes to this group, and they're still here. So I think the defense is and has continued to be the strength of this team because you look across the back line, and these are guys that not only clubs around the MLS, but all over the cunt, the world, excuse me, would be interested in in picking up a, a Kai Wagner, a Jacob Glasnes, a Jack Elliott. So uh, the depth is best on the defense for that alone, because yeah, it's it's very it's very telling that as much as we put pressure on the back line and how they need to be better. They also are still one of the best when it comes down to game time. And you know what else is the best when it's game time? It's the game time <laughs> app. So over the game time app, you can download it today and take advantage of the fact they've got great prices for tickets for anything. Concerts, comedy shows, games, whatever it is look, that you're looking to attend. Over the game time app, they will give you great prices. I was actually just on the game time app the other day looking up concert tickets that I'm trying to go to. <laughs> and they also allow you to take advantage of a couple of different factors. With the code PHOY for one, you get a $20 discount. So use that code PHOY. You get $20 off of your purchase of your tickets. They also allow you to be able to see your seats. So now with the Game Time app, you have a nice view of where you're going to be seated. So you can have an idea of where you and your friends are going to be watching that game, singing along at that concert, laughing at that comedy show. And then they do a great job of having everything in the app. So now when you show up, you have a chance to be able to have the tickets right there on your phone. Scan them at the door, get in, and have a, a fun time. So download the Game Time app, and as a first-time user, again, be able to take advantage of the code PHLY to get $20 off your purchase and have fun at that comedy show, concert, event, game, whatever it is that you and your friends are looking to attend. So, JP, as we're talking to the defenders, uh, there's a lot of question marks. You know, what's going to happen with Isaiah LaFleur's injury? What's going to happen with someone like Olwefu on the back line as a center back? What's going to happen with um, even Matt Real, who's been struggling to stay healthy? Uh, there, there, it, it's a lot of question marks on the bottom of the depth chart for the right. for the defense, but across the top, you know, you know what you're locked in at because of the fact that bringing back Kai Wagner, Lotsam is an outside back. Jacob and Jack are a lock for center back. Damien's a lock for that that next that next step as your center back. If you need a three back, he slots right in. And then with the way that Nate Harrow has been playing, of course, without a doubt, is truly that other outside back and can play on both sides if needed to maybe make an adjustment, give some minutes that, you know, Mbizu can come in and he can go to the other side or whatever. You've got options there. So it's at least encouraging that although we may have question marks as we move up the field with what the attack needs to do to refine their side, um, defensively, 
this unit is solid. Yeah, no, the, the real questions are the depth and mainly on the left and mainly after Damian Lowe. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the Isaiah injury news definitely does suck. Uh, Matt Rial, the thing is, it went healthy. You know what you're going to get from him in the attack, but there's still those issues in defense with oh, him. Yes. So that's definitely something I'm curious to see if they consider. I mean, you do have it until April, but if not, do you consider that at the summertime to finding mm -hmm. some type of option there? Leon Flock is technically another option you could do at the left back. That's something that they've yeah, done that's before. Yeah, that's a good point because we haven't even talked about. I know we mentioned it a little bit that Leon Flock wasn't outside back. Right. He's versatile in that. I'm not a huge fan of that idea, but it's an option that you can do. Another one option I'm not a big fan of, honestly, Renee, is having Nate play at the left. I know he can do it. I know mm. he's willing to do it. But again, like the same thing with Leon, when you when you don't when you put those options out on the left, you do kind of miss out on an attacking prowess. I know like it's so hard to replace Kai even in the, within this league, but you do miss out on that when you have a, a Nate in a, a player like Nate in there or a Leon Flock in there. And then I'm I'm curious to see uh, if we're gonna find anything about Alouethu Makanyu. We I got know. him last summer. So he's now had a full offseason to integrate himself not only with the club, but the city as well. And so I'm curious to see how he what steps he takes this year. And like we always talk about, Renee, no matter what young center back's coming through here, you are learning from some of the best within this league, whether it be Jack or or um or Jakob. But not even that, you got Andre Blake right behind yeah. you giving you that tutelage as well. So I'm really curious to see what he will do. Uh, obviously, Nate taking that next step is something I want to see happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then just Olivier, really, what's going to happen with transfer? Because last year, yeah. we all know he requested for a transfer. Obviously, <sighs> family is the most important thing. So if he can't be with his family, I think it's right for him to be wherever he can play with his family there beside him. Um, but those are those are the real question marks. But yeah, like I said, you you nailed it too. Although this team in general and a lot of stats, <clears throat> excuse me, they took a step back. They still defensively were really good. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was like that spurt in that summer, like even like the Inter-Miami match, where they were allowing, you know, one too many goals that they usually do. Uh, I remember that remember that Toronto match in, 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 uh, in early September, yeah. too, where they went up to Toronto and they looked bad. But as it got closer to playoffs and, and when we were in playoffs defensively, it, it, it looked like last, it looked like 22, mm -hmm. like they didn't miss a step whatsoever. So I, I think again, <laughs> that this back line is, is going to continue showing why you need soccer to pass as far as defense goes in this league. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. Well, here's, here's some interesting stuff actually, because now I'm just going on an, uh, a whole stat deep dive, which <laughs> we're doing our depth uh, chart. And Kyle, Jose, Martian, Dan, Will, whoever's here, thanks for being here. Hit that thumbs up button. Feel free to join the conversation. As we're looking at the, the depth for the defense, and we're just now eyeing the defense specifically, as mentioned, best in, in the top 10 for goals against in 2023 for the regular season, as well as shots against. So it's not just about Andres making saves. It's also they're not giving up shots so as much as it may feel like the defense again took a step back still top of the league in in shots against as well as even clean sheets as i mentioned where uh they did have a total of 10 regular season clean sheets and shutouts and that's also top of the league um save percentage is kind of middle of the pack but overall uh just a lot of in interceptions led the league in the regular season in interceptions that's takeaways. That's that's steals. That's 
you're playing good defense. You win the ball. You go out the other way. You know, <laughs> this t- penalty kicks given up. Same thing. Um, the amount of PKs they gave up. So there are a lot of things that we kind of take for granted because we want more, obviously. We want, we want, we more, want, we want more. We want the best for the Philadelphia Union as, as we're covering them and talking about them. And we want to see them progress and get better. But overall, defensively, this unit is is the backbone of this team. And they are very talented. And they are leading the league in a number of defensive categories. So now it's time, okay, maintain that, or even maybe if you can improve it, which is never a bad thing, maintain that, and let's see what happens if they can refine some other pieces um, offensively. I do think defensively, as much as that that starting back four is locked in, you still, as you mentioned, want to get Matt Rial, Olivia Mbizo. Like, let's get that part figured out too, because as we're talking about with Andre, it's the same thing with the backs. They, these are guys that are playing typically 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're not taking out, you know, Glessness and, and Elliot unless one of them's injured or you're switching to a three back and maybe now Daniel Lowe's coming in. You're not really rotating your backs. So you know what the top three center backs are. Let's solidify the, the outside backs and how they are also uh, going to need, as the course of the season progresses, somebody else to be able to step in when needed, maybe Kai needs needs a break, and mm-hmm. now you're gonna have a little, you know, Mbizo and and Harriel that are getting the start. Uh, maybe it's Nate that needs a break. So I'd love to have if Matt can stay healthy, if Mbizo can stay here, um, stay healthy, and and really step up his game a little bit, and maybe one other piece. I don't know who that's gonna be. Again, if if Lafleur is gonna be out. Is it Berdesio? I don't know. Um, is it like you mentioned, Leon Flack? Sometimes you know the swing to the outside back. It's a big question mark. That's something <laughs> that you need to have some options there because defense is not a role you can play around with, and yeah. you need to get that right, and you need to have depth there as well. That's steady. And I think to me, what I've always noticed, JP, is the backup defenders are usually your traditional stay-at-home defenders. Like Nate and Kai are comfortable flying up the flank getting into the attack, and then also, of course, our great defenders. Yeah. Um, even as Daniel talking about the holding, the midfielders, same thing. Like, you need those solid midfielders or outside backs. And we'll get to the midfield as we progress up the field in a, later this week. You need those outside backs that are solid at getting up and down the park. Those are usually your starting outside backs. But your backup back, backup back, doesn't have <laughs> to be anything flashy. Right. You just need a steady outside back that can just defend, not make mistakes, cover slide in where they're supposed to slide in and just be be consistent so i would love for them to just have that consistent just guy well, whoever that is it could be matt real it could be imbizo imbizo likes to get up the park too though yeah but he's loves you just that. need that steady consistent backup defender yeah but then I'm, I'm my biggest question here and kind of to what Dan's saying as well. So, you know, to what Dan's saying, un- underrated the role of the midfield and winning back possessions to keep the that back line from seeing many period. shots. So with that, Definitely. Renee, we saw the integration integration a lot of the five in the back, three in the back, mm. however you want to call it. Um, Damian Lowe saw a lot of minutes there. Now, you ran that because that was the best way you could put the best 11 out there throughout the season with injuries and scheduling and whatnot. But... Like Dan said, you do kind of lose that compactness of the midfield because you don't have that four in the middle. Now, my question is, how much Jim will rely on that five in the back? You know, you should be healthy. You should be able to rely on your main starting 11, and I don't mm-hmm. think Damien should be included in that as well. 
So I'm curious how many times Jim is going to be able, or how many times he will put out that five in the back this year. My my concern with the three back is the same issue though, JP. If Damian Lowe, if you're going to run with a three back, who is that fourth option for your three back? Because it's not Kai or Nate. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. They they should be those. They can be those outside flank players. Yeah, Kai and Nate should be They're outside not, solely. Yeah, yeah, with a three back, you have to play that with three personalities that are truly center backs. Because that's their rotations and movements. They're, it's literally three center backs. So I actually think, not only selfishly do I just dislike the three-back system, um, I just don't think they have the depth of that because now that's all way through as your backup option. You actually lose flexibility there because having a four-back, a traditional back four, now Damian can step into center back and he's your, he's, he's your plug-and-play piece. But if you want to go three-back for... The consistent part of the season, that's a lot of minutes on those three. Yeah. That they're not that's a lot of minutes on those three. So I don't know. It's it's a tough thing because I know the union like to play with a three back, but I don't think it's a system that makes sense for them long term. Yeah, no. I mean, like if you're fully healthy, I I genuinely don't really want to see it. I understood why Jim. And you know what? I'll I'll give this to like I was happy Jim did that because Honestly, really, like that was the most tactical flexibility I saw in a while <laughs> from Jim, and just going from a four-four-two diamond to a three-five-two, like it was nice. But in the end, it, teams kind of figured that out as well, and I just don't think it's a viable option mm-hmm. if, if you're fully healthy. I think there's better options, and the the four in the midfield, that compact diamond midfield, like dances, it's, it's the bread and butter. It, it works it well is. with the personnel you have. Yeah, and we'll definitely as uh, we progressing it closer to the start of the season. Yeah. For you guys that are tuned in, either live with us or listening back on podcast platforms, JP, Tyler, and I are going to continue rolling through the depth chart uh, by positions group. So we already knocked out goalkeepers. Uh, We'll give our official depth chart for center backs and outside backs before we um, next show. We'll we'll move up the the pitch and get into midfielders and then forwards uh, in terms of the attack. So center backs, JP, are pretty straightforward. Right. There's nothing. There's no there's nothing here. Um, Jack the right, and, the right too is kind of the question. The, is it is it fully Nate time, or do oh we, for outside back? Yeah, sorry yes, for, for yes. right back. Yeah, yes, exactly. Because center back is locked down. Yeah. Jack, Jacob, Damian, all the way through. I mean, Jacob and Jack are side by side. Um, but outside back, yes, it's definitely Kai. And then you're saying, is it a question of is Mbizo's next or Harriel's next? I think is it Harriel's time. Is it Harriel's position full time? Right. Or are we going back to like, because it's been pretty much a rotation last yeah, year. Yeah, that's a good point. So is it full? Because I, I personally, it's Nate's job. It's Nate's role. I'll, Olivier's the backup. Mm-hmm. But I get it. You know, especially Jim seeing stuff there in practice. Um, Jim is very keen on Olivier. You know, all these years I've wondered, Olivier's allowing these terrible defensive assignments. How is he still getting <laughs> consistent minutes? And he keeps putting them out there. And you know what's funny? He responds every single time he Olivier does. does respond out there. But at this point, I, I do think that it is Nate's job. I think that's his. It's his side of the pitch. Yeah, I think it's a seventy thirty split, or maybe even more like a, a sixty forty. I don't think it's a one hundred percent role for Nate. Like I think Kai, it's his. It's his role right. until he needs a break, or right. if he's if he's got a, you know a, a nagging injury or anything. I think Nate, because of just his youth, okay. I think it's almost too much to put all of it. Like go, you've got the keys, drive. But I would like him to consistently be the starter. And then maybe similar to actually what we talked about with goalies for like hockey, for example. But 
I think yeah. Nate's role could be every so games, Olivier gets to start and Nate gets a breather just to keep him fresh and just to keep him mentally fresh. Because when you're that young, I think you physically have less mileage on the tank. You can go, but it's the mental aspect of needing to be tapped in every single day as a starter versus when you come off the bench and you just bring this surge of energy and you're just happy to be there versus this is my role and I got to, I got to keep it. I got to earn it and I can't make a mistake. So I like the idea of Nick being the everyday starter with just a little bit more flexibility that every once in a while Olivier gets to start too. So I think okay. you're right. Kai, Nate, Olivier, and then Matt from there. And we still got to figure out about Perdicio as well. Yeah, I mean, we, we do. don't really know like much. If he's going to be an outside back for them or midfield. Not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But um, Renee, as we move forward here. So, yeah, so Thursday we'll look at forwards and midfield midfielders yes. for this club. Uh, before we sign off today, we did want to look around some of the stuff that's going on around the league. Oof. Renee, did you get your tea ready? Because it was juicy this weekend with some of the news. I want to start. I want to end with the with the with the juiciest one, but let's start off with some of the other ones. <laughs> Save the best for last. Oh, oh my God, Tom Bogart's <laughs> R.I.P. to to his to his hand because it's, it's constantly tweeting away all this news. But <laughs> um, so real quick, I wanted to start off with um, with Chicago. I know a lot of people. Uh, don't like to hear the fact that other teams are spending money, but mm-hmm. Chicago, again, is spending money. I don't wow, know if wow. it's good money or not, but um, they signed away from Ghent in Belgium. Uh, I guess Hugo Kupiers, he's a forward. It's a, get this, $12 million transfer Woo! fee, $12 million in add-ons. This is the fifth most expensive deal in MLS history. And they also bought Shakiri like two seasons ago from Liverpool. That's insane. Chicago's dishing all this money to oh compete gosh. for this wooden spoon again this year. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely incredible. How, repeat the number one more time for the people in the back. $12 million <laughs> plus $2 million in adults. Um, I do not know Look much about Hugo Cuprius. Kup- Ghent is a big club in Belgium. Um, so I would assume that the guys, I would hope the guy scores goals or Chicago's dishing this money for him. Yeah. But yeah, guys, I, I, I'm sorry, but this is the stuff that's happening around the league. Oof. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, I, I, it's Kuipers. Kuipers. Thank it's you. It's how I believe it's said. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. Chicago fire. Uh, wow. Spent a lot of money there. And Kuypers is 26, so still on the younger side. Um, he was one of the most productive. I'm just looking up some of his stats now. One of the most productive strikers in the league. He had 64 goals, 25 assists in 126 matches across all competitions. He did have the Jupiter Pro League Golden Boot um, after having 34 goals in 56 appearances across all competitions. He had 20 goals in 33 league matches. I mean, he's averaging almost a goal a game. Almost a um, game. So that's the expectation for the Fire is bringing in, spending money, which is not always a bad thing. Take notes, some teams. Yeah. Spend some money. Spending money to bring in a goal scorer that is proven, that is established at 26 year old, years old, that is ready to play in the MLS. And as you mentioned, this is definitely a historic signing uh, for the Fire and for the MLS as well. Because those are numbers that we don't see often in yeah. soccer. Not here, in the MLS, at least. Here, here's the worst part about it for Union fans. Because <laughs> Chicago didn't need this. <laughs> they did not need more goal scoring. What they needed was defense, midfield stability. 
Instead, they spend all their money on another striker who they probably can't get the ball to. And they're on the <laughs> other end, they're going to allow like six goals a match. So this is like kind of like the double-edged sword. Like obviously Chicago is spending money, but yeah. they're not spending it in the intelligent way. And so Chicago is going to compete for Wooden Spoon and we're going to be competing for Eastern Conference. But because we don't have the spending power or all the spending power that a team like Chicago has... We're going to probably be watching MLS Cup from our couch, but we'll, we'll wait to see. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll wait to see here. Oh, but, my Lord. Um, a little bit of a small one, but it's union-related. Um, Serbian top-flight club, FK Novi Pizar sign American winger Luciano Sanchez. Uh, he's 19 years old. He was actually in the Union Academy. That's mm -hmm. right. He was with RBNY's Academy as well. Uh, he had five goals and assists last year with the MLS Next Pro team here in Philadelphia. Uh, so we have a, a, a uni knight uh, on his way to Serbia. Um, yeah, and then also uh, Joseph Martinez yes. signed with CF Montreal. So well, we probably want to hear. They, yeah, uh, CF Montreal brings in one of the most prolific strikers um, that the league's ever seen in Joseph Martinez, who has the ninth most goals in MLS history. How's that for a signing to bring in one of the biggest names in league history for for scoring goals I like, like that. that's a type of that's it that's like it that. like i don't want to be a beggar or, or chooser um or picky in that sense but you know if i had to think of a great signing to me somebody that's um maybe a little bit on the older end yeah. or whatever uh you want to call them that is top 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 10 top 10 in goal score. <laughs> But just someone that, as as we read all these names, these are goal scorers. And these are teams that are made, even Chicago, for example, instead of saying, hey, we need to solidify our defense, we're going to just make every game a shootout and get all these prolific scores. I do think you need defense. I'm, I believe in that. I'm not going to say go get all the best scores. But, you know, it's nice to see other teams making these signings for forwards and midfielders that are goal proven proven goal scorers and a team like montreal two years ago they were top of the east or they were second in the eastern conference they had a magical season mm -hmm. get upset in the second round and then that off season they tore it all apart will Fernandez yeah. goes to columbus everyone this else disperses and then they did a good job this year of building it up they have a good young team and then you add a veteran player like joseph martinez you gotta love what's going on in montreal before we get to the juicy one, uh, so they announced yesterday some of the mat or this weekend some of the matches that are going to transpire for the World Cup. Some of the yes. sites. Oh, I must forgot this actually. Wow. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You're going to get six World Cup Woo. matches in 2026. Six opportunities to show how effing awesome <laughs> you guys are for six matches. I'm excited. Hopefully, Columbia gets one of those, Renee. But and and I love this matches. because. First of all, 2026 is going to be an incredible time. Oh, my God. Especially in Philly. Obviously, it's a celebration. 250 years since the, the signing of the Declaration right. of Independence. So there's going to be a, there's a lot of sports that are going to be bringing their biggest, you know, events to Philly, especially the summer of 2026. Uh, Major League Baseball is having All-Star Week is going to be in Philly that same time. Um, that'll be happening as well as, as we know, the round of 16 games to the World Cup are strategically scheduled to be here in Philly between June 14th and July 4th. It is entertaining because it's a FIFA event and not a U.S. event. They actually cannot refer to the stadiums by their sponsored stadium oh, name. That's right. I so instead of the that. Lincoln Financial Field, it is 
Philadelphia Stadium instead of Gillette Stadium, even though they're an hour away. It's Boston Stadium. Um, I believe MetLife is going to be New York, New Jersey Stadium. Oh, no. I know, because they can't choose, even though it's clearly located in New Jersey. But they want to be New York. Everything has to be New York so bad, and I get it. New York's kind of a big deal. Sarcasm is there because it's very much a big deal. Um, So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of these city stadiums that we're seeing. So six matches... And what makes it better is I know there were some numbers that came out. Uh, Meg Kane, who's the host of the ex- city, host city executive for Philadelphia, because there's a lot of point people behind the scenes making this happen, said that the World Cup matches are viewed regularly by 200 million people. And for perspective, the Super Bowl routinely gets about 115 million around the world. That's pre-TS, by the way. I'm sure those numbers are pre-Taylor Swift, if you're missing that those uh, initials. But... About 115. So the World Cup, as we already know, by no surprise to us, mm-hmm. but for anybody that may have been sleeping on the World Cup, gets almost twice as much in terms of viewership as the Super Bowl. And now they get that viewership, ticket sales, fandom excitement in our backyard. It's going to be awesome. Woo. I can't wait for 2026. All right. So yes. the last bit of tidbit, guys, this is the juiciest one of them all. Juicy. Oh, man. So everyone say a prayer to Duncan McGuire because he's been going through hell over the last week. So if you haven't been catching on, there's a potential sale for him to Blackburn, Blackburn Rovers over in, I think they're in the championship right now. Um, It's been going back and forth. Was it going to happen or not? It looked like it was going to happen. But get this, for all my NFL fans, the A.J. McCarron situation happened. Blackburn forgot to submit the paperwork they forgot to hit it was simple as just hitting a button and they forgot to send that through so now duncan is uh, again waiting in limbo from my understanding there is going to be a hearing on thursday so maybe for our thursday show we'll have a conclusion to this matter but they're going to review see if in fact blackburn was in the right or not um but there's a possibility that duncan who let's be honest probably was so excited after a stellar rookie season last year gets all these uh these rumors to to europe has the opportunity to go to europe and blackburn couldn't submit paperwork in mm. the midst of all that um orlando city was preparing for his replacement uh luis muriel another Terrible. colombian's coming to uh the mls from Atalanta, 32 years old. He signed today on a one-year deal about, I think it was a million dollars if Tom Bogart said that uh, correctly. But more importantly, I just feel for Duncan. Like, this is such a terrible, dysfunctional situation. Mm-hmm. Thank God. It's bad. It's really bad. It's not Drake, your nudes have leaked bad, <laughs> but it's very bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody just texted me about it and reminded me about Drake's nudes, and now I'm, like, distracted. Um, and no, I'm not looking at them. I'm just that I did. It just reminded (laughs) me of what's going on. So it could always be worse, Duncan. It could always be worse. But at the end of the day, you didn't hit submit. (laughs) Now somebody hit submit on those nudes and wish we wish we could reverse that, but you didn't hit submit. And, and now you're dealing with all this chaos and controversy because you didn't hit submit. I just, I just cannot in this, in, in 2024, where you have the ability to sign things digitally, you don't even have Forget the whole, like, I'm going to have to fly in and ink my signature and manually mail something and wait until the owl drops the letter off. You have the ability to do so much so quickly. We can do everything at our fingertips. And yet somehow Duncan McGuire and this opportunity and this loan to Blackburn, everything gets fumbled. The bag's been fumbled. So this quote unquote administrative error is just unbelievable. 
and it's wild, but I'm glad that they're, it's getting talked about and called out because these things are not acceptable. And in 2024, we will not stand for these types of uh, oopses of like, oh, I had everything ready to go and just did not hit submit. And then the loser, I mean, and honestly, the loser always is Duncan and he shouldn't be. It's a shame. He deserves this move here. And and if, if you're Duncan, do you even want to go to Blackburn now? Like that, I don't even. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is this a blessing in disguise? I mean, I don't know. Do they want him? Like, sure again, if him. you if you if you really want someone bad enough, you don't forget. Yeah. Like you don't forget to hit submit there. You don't forget to like you make sure all the paperwork's done. You make sure you take time to look over th everything. Um, of course, you know how talented Duncan McGuire is, and we don't have to speak on that. But like, if you want to add a, a goal scorer and a player that's going to come in and really help your club be better, you you do your due diligence. So that was very lax and very unfortunate for Duncan McGuire. And I'm you know glad everybody's calling this out so it can get remedied as quickly as possible. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on Hopefully, we'll have some more. So if the hearing does not go in Blackburn, Blackburn and Duncan's favor, he will be returning back to Orlando. So that probably Wild. wouldn't be the worst-case scenario for Orlando yeah. right now, who, honestly, we're going to do our our predictions for the season next week. But, I mean, Orlando right now is looking like one of my favorites of the Eastern Conference. But, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll look We'll look to see. Renee, anything else before we sign off here today? It's for the beautiful people listening and watching. No, just make sure you don't accidentally send nudes. Um, and, and Internet's make forever, sure you, guys. And then make sure you do submit for any paperwork. Don't su <laughs> don't submit the nudes, but do submit the paperwork. That's what we Lesson take from of the this. Day. Pay don't attention nudes, to what you're clicking and sending. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm excited for us to keep diving into the, the union's depth chart and all yes. the other soccer news that we'll be talking through in the yeah. upcoming weeks because games are here, JP. Woo! We back Juicy. at the Super before you know it, guys. Juicy. I love it. <laughs> I always love that note. They're going to hate us. They're like, they don't really talk much soccer, but <laughs> funny. <laughs> and on that note, wrap us up then. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for another edition of PHLY Union Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning on in. <laughs> guys, if you're watching live, do us a solid. It doesn't take much. Just hit that like button. We truly appreciate it. If you enjoyed this content and all the other content we talk about, we do all Philly sports here at PHLY. Ooh. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Tyler's really behind the glass. Renee Washington. I go by name JP Zapata. You stay juicy, Philadelphia. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> We're all silly like the mayor.